This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. The new year can be a hard time for many people, including myself. You see the words, new year, new me, written everywhere, and it's kind of getting to you. But what if I told you it didn't have to be that way? What if this year you started new year, same me? Therapy is a great way to find your strengths and make beneficial changes without it being too overwhelming or daunting. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online to fit perfectly in your everyday schedule. And my favorite part is you can switch therapists anytime to find the perfect person tailored to your needs with no additional cost. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash roads today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash roads. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Never Ending Rhodes podcast. I am your host, Isabel Rhodes, and I am so excited that you are joining us today. Today's episode I am so excited for because we have a special guest. Now, today's special guest, today's special guest is Marissa, and Marissa is an intuitive eating health coach and personal trainer. And I thought it was just such an amazing opportunity to have her on the podcast today to talk about all the things that she's endured, but also how she helps people and just all the things that she does today. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode and hear all the things and all the wise information Marissa has to give. Thank you so much for being willing to do this podcast with me. Yeah, um, of course. So you're an intuitive health coach, right? All yes. right. Yeah. So tell me about that journey and how that all came about. Yeah. So I didn't even know that like health coaching was a job until like two and a half years ago, I think. Okay. Um, I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it on a podcast and one of like the podcast hosts was a health coach. And so I was like, I wonder what that is. At the time I was already in school for originally nursing. And then I had just decided to switch over to public health. So I was interested in health. I didn't know what a health coach was. I looked into it more and it sounded really interesting, kind of like right up my alley. So about almost a year after that, I got, I signed up for a certification course and then I was certified in September of 2022, I think. Um, so I took that through like the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is a really good program for anyone that might be interested. <laughs> um, so I really, yeah, I really liked learning about that. But I kind of knew that I wanted to do something with intuitive eating because I had struggled in high school with disordered eating. Okay. And I never got diagnosed with an eating disorder, but I think I probably could have. But um, 
I just call it disordered eating because I never actually was diagnosed. So I was dealing with that up until like halfway through my freshman year of college, um, which is when I started like actually eating intuitively. So I knew that I wanted to help people with that because that was just what I struggled with. And it was, um, it was like a really big thing (laughs) because it affects literally your whole day. So yeah, I really wanted to help people with that. Yeah. So what is intuitive eating? I like to explain it as the healthiest way for you to eat. So that obviously looks different for everyone. Um, but it's also like the most natural way that we eat. It's an approach that was like um, created by two dietitians in the 90s. And so they came up with this approach to eating. And it's really just like eating how a little kid or like a baby eats because they yeah because they just eat when they're hungry they stop when they're full obviously they don't have like as many choices to make around food (laughs) but the the general like concept is that and it's also just like a not weight loss approach so it's not dieting yeah it's not focused on like trying to lose or gain a certain amount of weight it's really just eating what makes you feel good and in turn, it's going to like get you to a healthy weight, but that doesn't necessarily mean losing weight. So, um, like for me, it meant gaining weight because I was under eating. So I gained weight even though I was eating healthier. Um, but yeah, I just like to explain it as like the healthiest way for you to eat. (laughs) Right. Okay. That's so interesting. Um, cause I do think that there is like a common misconception of like dieting versus just eating healthy. Um, yeah. And I know you post about that a lot with like diet culture and everything. So I guess, how do you tell people the difference between dieting and intuitive eating? Yeah, I think the biggest difference between the two is your intention behind it. Because for some people, like they, they're for them, intuitive eating, like I have a friend who for her intuitive eating is eating like plant based because okay. that's what she feels best eating. And obviously, like, there's the vegan diet or the vegetarian diet. And so it's like, where's the line? But the line is really like what your intention is behind it. And so if your intention is like, I'm trying, I'm doing this to lose weight or to like lurk a certain way, then it's dieting. And if your intention is just like, this makes me feel good and weight is like not at the forefront of your mind when you're deciding to eat that way, then I would call that intuitive eating. So it's really just like, are you doing this to lose weight or are you doing this because it makes you feel good? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that you had a little bit of an issue with eating in high school and all that. So what was that journey like for you? And when did you come to the realization that it was a problem? Yeah, Um. it was, it was like four ish, maybe five years long. So I think it started in like eighth grade because I started like going through puberty and like I started my period (laughs) that year. And so like there were a lot of changes and I gained a lot of weight that year because of puberty. So it was Mm -hmm. like healthy for me to gain that weight. But I like I didn't see it that way. I was like, I'm not I don't know, however many pounds I was anymore. (laughs) And I was like stressed about it. Um, And so I think it was like in between eighth and ninth grade, I kind of started like 
trying to lose weight. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't, I don't think I was like counting calories at that point. I was just, I was just like weighing myself pretty regularly. And then I would say like my freshman year wasn't too bad, but when I hit my sophomore year, I definitely started to care more about the food I was eating. And I was a little bit more like picky about what I was eating. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just got worse as time went on. And I started like counting calories. I tried like counting my macros, intermittent fasting. Um, My junior year, I did like the portion control diet, which was like where it really started going downhill. Yeah. So so I was just trying all of these different things because I was really worried about my weight and I like wanted to lose weight, but it also turned into, because I was interested in health and wellness, it turned into like being obsessed about being as healthy as possible. Right. And so I was, it was definitely because of my weight, but I was also just like obsessed about needing to be healthy in all ways, like all the time, which was really unhealthy. So, um, and then I think I realized, I think, I would say I probably realized it in probably around my senior year. Um, I think I like knew that I didn't want to feel like this, but I thought it was kind of just normal because a lot of people deal with stuff like that. So I was like, well, I guess that's just how it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I was I kind of knew there was an issue, but I didn't really think it was like that big of a deal or it was like something that could really be solved Mm -hmm. um and then my senior year I don't know if I mean I'm sure you heard about this but um my senior year I was hit by a car while I was on a run right yeah yeah in medical lake and so I that was when my body image kind of started turning around and I had like a little bit of a moment where I was like I think I need to be more grateful about like what my body's doing versus Mm -hmm what it looks like, um, just be more focused on that. And so that turned my body image around for a little bit, but then COVID hit and I kind of just like spiraled again because I feel like everyone was talking about like working out and losing weight during COVID. So, um, COVID hit. And then the summer, like after I graduated, I was like, okay, I think this is an actual problem. And I started learning more about intuitive eating and I was just seeing a lot of things on like Instagram specifically about it. So I was learning about it, but I wouldn't say I was like actually practicing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really start practicing it until halfway through my freshman year of college. Um, when I kind of like hit my breaking point, it wasn't like I was going downhill and then I hit my breaking point. It was kind of like plateauing for a while. And then I just decided like, I don't want to be going on like all these ups and downs for the rest of my life. So that was like my breaking point. And I ended up um, deciding to just go all in on intuitive eating. And and, like three months later, I kind of had my like, I made it moment where I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'm I think I'm good now. Like, I think I actually did it. So yeah, yeah, it was it was like four or five years, but yeah. And that's, that's so sad Mm -hmm. that it takes like a car accident for you to realize, but in reality, that's, (laughs) that's how most people, like it happens. They, something like really dramatic or tragic happens and then they're like, oh shoot, Mm -hmm. I need to get back. (laughs) So yeah, um, exactly. 
like what does your day-to-day life look like as a health coach? Yeah, so honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit because <laughs> I like I just graduated and then I moved and I had like a new job and then I ended up moving back here to Iowa. So it's like a little bit different every day. I do have another job at an assisted living facility. So sometimes I go work there, but um, usually my morning routine is pretty set. I like to get up early and um, I usually lately we've been having breakfast and then we like take our dog on a walk and then for work stuff, I, again, I'm still kind of trying to figure out like my groove, right. but I like <laughs> to post, <laughs> I like to post on my stories, um, just to like kind of get things started. And then I'll usually post on Instagram or TikTok. Um, I've been trying to get back into TikTok. So usually I'll post on Instagram and then I check in with my clients. I try to check in with them every morning or at least sometime throughout the day um, just to kind of see how they're doing. And then if there's something that like a client needs, like a new training plan or just like they have a question, then I'll definitely get back to them about that or work on whatever mm-hmm. plan they're needing. And then um, if I have, like, I'll go through my emails and just keep posting on, like, my Instagram stories. I try to stay pretty active on those. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Right now, it's just, <laughs> like, a lot of clients checking in on them and then trying to post. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I send, like, an email newsletter out or post um, a blog post. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely still trying to get into a routine that's, right. that feels good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I am an advocate watcher of your stories. I love them. <laughs> um, and I noticed that I think it was either yesterday, it was sometime this week when um, you were actually crying on your story. Um, and honestly, <laughs> yes. I love that you're so vulnerable on your stories. I think a lot more people need to see that just because the whole influencer world, it's just the highlight reels and all that stuff. But um, I wanted to ask, how do you still like go and support your clients and get them motivated when you're having trouble like motivating yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I honestly, sometimes I find it easier to motivate other people, especially if I'm feeling down. Like I usually find that I like have more energy to try to motivate someone else versus Mm -hmm. myself. Um, and usually like helping motivate someone else kind of helps me too, but Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I do kind of have to just motivate someone like over text, even though I might not be feeling super good myself. Right. Um, but yeah, I think also like with my clients seeing that stuff on my social media, they like, they know what's going on, but they also know that like, I'm there to support them. And so I think it probably helps them because it it is like, oh, she's not motivated all the time. So it's okay if like I need a little bit of extra help. Yeah. Right. And it kind of reassures them that you're human too. Like everyone has their days and (laughs) all that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. What is, what's your favorite part of being a health coach? I think my favorite part is just helping people have like a better relationship with health and fitness in general 
Um, because I think a lot of people have a kind of like a toxic relationship with it. And there's a lot of all or nothing mindsets around it, especially right. on social media. And so I like getting to like help someone change their perspective or their mindset on it and not be so like health and fitness should be something that's enjoyable and that's adding to your life and it shouldn't be something that's taking away from it. So I like helping people see it as that way and making it that way in their life instead of making it this stressful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. What's the hardest trial that you've had to face um, leading up to where you are today? Oh, um, honestly, I think it was like my relationship with food and more specifically my body. Um, those kind of tie hand in hand, but I think it was like, I didn't realize how much that was affecting my life until I, until I started intuitive eating and I kind of like healed those relationships. Um, I knew that they were affecting me, obviously, but I didn't realize to what extent and yeah, and like how much they were taking from my life. And so now looking back, I can just be like, that was a little bit crazier than I like thought it was Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, But yeah, now I think that's probably like the biggest thing because now I'm, I also just notice like the things I enjoy more now versus back then um especially like going out to eat with family and friends or like going out to parties or whatever like I'm not stressed about what I'm going to be eating or what I'm going to look like and so it's just like a big like a big weight off your shoulders because you yeah you really don't realize how much like how much mental space that's taking up until it's not there anymore yeah absolutely um, mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people who may think they're struggling with disordered eating, but don't know if they are or not? What would you say or what advice do you have for people? I think the biggest thing is if you think you have a problem, then you probably do. Um, even if it's not like as severe as someone else's, like I fell into the trap of thinking like, I don't know if I have an eating disorder, so I don't know if it's really an issue. Right. But you don't have to have an eating disorder for it to be an issue. If it doesn't feel fun for you, if it doesn't feel healthy or good, then like it's not good for you. It's an issue. Mm -hmm. So um, I think definitely like validating the fact that you you can ask for help, even if you don't think it's that bad. Um, And I think I would, I think I would um, recommend like, maybe talking to someone that you trust about it. That's what I did. And it was really helpful. So if you have someone that you that's like that in your life, definitely do that. Um, But if not finding someone like a coach or a dietitian or whoever Mm-hmm. is available whoever like resonates with you to help you through that in like a more professional way um and but like talking to someone about it not necessarily asking like your friend to help you through it but just like having someone to talk through it with um can help a lot I wouldn't recommend like asking them to help you through it because right. <laughs> they might be struggling with the same thing but yeah um yeah just having someone like there to listen to you is really really helpful yeah um how Mm -hmm. do people find health coaches or personal trainers or anything in that realm where 
where can they find you? Where can they find any, just any professional help? Yeah. So I personally found a lot of help like on Instagram. I didn't, when I was going through it, I didn't like have the money necessarily to hire someone to help me, but I looked at people's profiles and that was really helpful. So um, there's a lot of really good people on Instagram. Um, If you just type in the search bar, like intuitive eating, there will be a ton of people or food freedom. There's a ton Mm -hmm. of good coaches and dietitians. Um, There's also plenty of podcasts uh, out there about it. Um, I know like some of the accounts that I followed when I was going through it were uh, one of them is called find food freedom. One of them is called no food rules. I think those were like my top two that really helped me. Um, But there's like so many out there that are really, really good. So, <laughs> and there's a lot of people talking about it on TikTok too. Um, and then you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Marissa Joe Henry. Um, and then my website is the same the Marissa Joe Henry.com. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good resources online. There's a lot of articles too. If you just Google it, Google about intuitive eating, the, mm-hmm. the book that was, that was written about it by the two original people who created it is called um I think it's just called intuitive eating and if you just search for like intuitive eating book that should be the first one that pops up and that's also a really helpful book to read and it gives you a lot of advice and kind of just like helps you figure out what you need help with right yeah Mm -hmm. well I love your vibe so much you just seem like (laughs) the best friend that everyone needs and (laughs) like even just all your Instagram posts like they're they're just so welcoming and inviting. Um, I can see how just anyone who does or may think they do, like just your, all your posts are just so helpful. And I'm sure um, your clients feel the same. And um, I'm sure you offer better work through clients and everything, but <laughs> yeah, um, I did just want to thank yeah. you again for being open and letting me interview you on the podcast and yeah, all the questions that I had for you today, but um, thank you so much for all of just all your advice and everything that you had. Yeah. Thank you for, well, thank you for saying that. And thank you for letting me, (laughs) for asking me to be on here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, everyone, just to reiterate, if you do want to find Marissa and all that she has to offer, go to her Instagram at the Marissa Joe Henry. And I also did tag her in my latest post. So another way is just to look at the tags. Um, but she's just such an insightful person. And some of the things that I just loved is that she was honestly just so blunt about it. And she said that if you think you have a problem, then you probably do. And that may seem just so harsh, but honestly, I think more people need to hear that because no matter what spectrum you're on, if you think you have a really bad problem or not a problem at all, like a problem is a problem and eating is something to not mess with. I myself had had my fair share of just not eating because I didn't think I needed to eat and not that I was in a bad mindset about it or I didn't like my body. It was just the fact that I wasn't hungry or what have you, but you need to eat. It is good for you. It nourishes your body. It gives you all the things that you need. So I definitely recommend seeking help if you think you need it. Um, but that is all the time that we have for, for today's podcast. It is a shorter one, but I do think that it's short and sweet and very insightful. So 
Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next week on the Never Ending Roads podcast. Bye, guys.